everyone. Welcome back to Clock In Vibe Out. Happy New Year. We made it through 2020, barely, but we made it. I'm your host, Raina, and I have lots of great episodes planned for you this year, starting with this week's episode. Today, I'm joined by a Seattle native, one of my favorite rappers. He has lyricism, he has flow. Today, I'm joined by Truly, aka Andrew Williams. Andrew, welcome to the show. Thanks for coming on. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Uh, This is super dope that you're doing this. So yeah, excited to be here. Talk to you. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. I'm super hyped. So usually what I like to do is give everybody a little background information on my guests. For sure. (laughs) Andrew and I go way back. I have known Andrew since I was like 15, I think. I don't actually remember the first time that I met you. Do you? Not like that, honestly. It's just always just since the beginning you know yeah since the beginning we've known each other since we were in high school andrew went to a little private school he's a little preppy boy at heart don't let the rap fool you oh a lot of old time memes definitely but now we're all grown up (laughs) we're all grown up and we're on a podcast look at this I kind of want to talk about your career and your journey so far because you've really come a long way in a short amount of time, I feel like. Because I remember when you were like rapping around like your little fire pit at your house with the Grenleys just having a time and then all the phases. I remember your first, (laughs) I remember going up to UW one time and you had like a little makeshift rinky dink little studio set up in your closet. For real. a SoundCloud rapper phase, and then now you're everywhere. Apple, Spotify, Google, everywhere. Deezer, did I miss any? Nah, TikTok, you feel me? That's TikTok, yep. The kids are on nowadays or whatever. The kids, (laughs) you gotta stay um, hip, gotta stay on it. Yeah, you got the big ones, you got the big ones for sure. What has that been like? Can you talk about like how you kind of started and how you kind of evolved from the closet all the way to you know the major yeah for sure for sure so we'll go all the way back to the beginning you know so let's run it back yeah you know so both my parents are you know immigrants my dad's from jamaica mom's from panama um Mm -hmm. humble beginnings you know so before (laughs) in order to get me to where i was you know i grew up on the air force base uh i have two siblings sister she's you know doing well for herself about to go to med school brother was born with uh, spina bifida so that's like a life-threatening disease he was supposed to pass away age two but um you know miracle so he's been in my life you know growing up with him forced me to you know grow up a little faster than usual Mm -hmm. so that's just like a little background of my foundation you know where I come from um yeah and then to tie it into music you know uh my mom being from Panama Latin uh, and my dad's Jamaica music was just always a big part of our culture growing right. up uh, on Saturday. You know what I'm saying? On Saturday, mm-hmm. I'd wake up. My mom would be blasting some Spanish music <laughs> like at 8 a.m. Um, yep. Who knows what empanadas or something. Um, That's the best way to wake up. Yeah, you know, and they said when I was little, I used to like go in front of the washing machine when I needed like use the bathroom. And I would just go stand in front of it and I would bounce up and down to like the rhythm of the washing machine. That's awesome. You know, and so I don't know. So it was just something I was drawn to, sort of just rhythm and sound since I was young. And so that just developed, you know, as I got older into liking music. Um, My cousins who, you know, 
and family relatives all over the place, East Coast, New Jersey and stuff. So um, we'd always like dance, link up and music was a big way that we always connected. So um, yeah. yeah, it's just a big part of my life. And then, you know, high school, you saw it was just something I like to do for fun, you know. Uh, yeah, because it was a big part of my life, I was like, you know, might as well give a whack at it. And so it was something we did. And, you know, once I got to college, it, it started to become something real. And I was like, you know what? Uh, I'm starting to get the tools and the resources to actually do it. So, you know, like you said, it started just in my dorm room with a dink, rinky dink mic. Uh, we didn't even know what we were doing. We torrented some, some logic or something and, uh, we just got to it pretty much. I feel like I Um, remember, I feel like I remember like a mattress or something standing up on the side. Oh yeah. Like, uh, make sure, absorb the sound. Exactly. We needed the sound pad and everything. It was hot as fuck in there too. We were smoking. (laughs) um, Yeah. It was um, a good time, but you know, from there, uh, I dropped that first project that we made um, on SoundCloud with Joe, and that's like where I met Joe, and he's still like my producer. We live together, everything. But that's like where I fir- first met him, and he comes from like similar background, um, like he's Mexican Native American, so you know he has uh, part of that like similar upbringing, similar work ethic, and so uh, we're like we can actually start doing this. We dropped that. Um, and then I met my first manager and Keyshawn for the first time because they booked me for a show in Tacoma. Um, and then I from there, that. yeah, you know, and that was like the first time everyone's like, wait, what? You know, that was it was a smaller one, but you know, that's where we start. And that's where yeah. a lot of people nowadays, especially like just with the internet and stuff, they, they don't know. Like we were really out there, like in front of 30 <laughs> people. Like, Was that your first show then? Yeah, that was like my very first one. Um, and That's you know, huge because even if there's 30 people there, you had zero people watching from your closet. So you that is like... <laughs> yeah, big, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. And they were doing their thing, you know, by by the end of the night, um, that one actually got pretty packed. Anthony started managing me, uh, just kept working, making music slowly, slowly. And, you know, there's a lot of learning curves behind the scenes um, that you just you just wouldn't know unless someone told you or unless you know you meet some type of mentor so that's why we have you here for you to tell us yeah yeah exactly so you know i met a couple of people out here in seattle some producers who um you know had some plaques with macklemore had uh, sort of been in the scene for a while oh. um yeah and so we started uh booking time there um in Keyshawn. Uh, knew Chris Pack too, who who people in Seattle will, will recognize that name. But um, we started just working out of you know bigger studios, making more connections, and uh, I was lucky enough. I guess the next major event would be my birthday show. That was the first show. Actually, before that, I had a little headlining show, like through some third party agency. I was like working my ass off selling tickets. Um, mm-hmm. they got like half the money or something. That's bullshit. so tough when you have to be your own promoter too. <laughs> yeah, just doing everything <laughs> they said bottom. you will hustle. You absolutely no, will. Definitely. But the the other thing is it pays off, you know, like taking your time right. and doing it holistically because you'll see a lot of things, you know, in media with contracts and different things right now, especially it's like good to be in a good place. I think it's kind of working out how it's supposed to. And right now that's kind of just how I'm I'm kind of moving, just taking it how how I feel I should go and trying to look for signs and keep it pushing and it's been working. So, <laughs> you know, yep. and 
Exactly. And one day it'll be from the closet to headlining Rolling Loud. Wouldn't that be you something? Know, exactly. Rolling Louder. Got to manifest it. Manifest. What was it like to go from trying to figure it out all by yourself and then transitioning to having a manager? How did that change things for you? Yeah. So for the time being, so I'm actually back. So to buy myself, pretty much me, I'm, I'm independent. We I love everything. a free agent. It's also good to definitely at least understand the whole process by yourself. Having a manager like you're letting on kind of helps you get around some of those roadblocks and those little speed bumps and hurdles that you were kind of mentioning before. Mm -hmm. Can you tell us about the behind the scenes stuff? Because I'm sure you have kind of known and seen and felt music and entertainment. Those industries have an insane amount of gatekeeping going on. So it's really hard to learn and get information unless you know people. That's where you guys come in. The number one piece of advice, the best thing you can do is focus on your product first. So it's whatever you're trying to do is make that as organically good and put in as much work and time as it takes. When you focus on the product, sort of that energy will gravitate like energy towards it. So If you are really doing that and you continuously do it, even when I was in my closet and people were like, oh, what you're making, you know how many people are saying that? People are, oh, it's the same thing. Oh, yeah, all that, all that stuff. Like that, you have to create one in armor. Like I literally, that I, (laughs) I'm so invisible to any of that now that it, any, all it does is like push, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, I just, yeah, so you just have to, that is the number one thing. But in terms of the music, uh, I will say, especially with online now, the key content, people do have to see what you're doing in any industry, but particularly music. What are you doing that's different? And I think um, that is where me and Joe focused our energy. And I think that is what in the long run will differentiate us. Yeah, it's just like that little extra edge. Exactly. And the internet is your oyster right now. You can, there's YouTube videos on everything. I mean, it's crazy. The 16 year olds are making, are, are getting hits, having hits, getting millions of plays, getting plaques right now. A laptop and a GoFundMe and you're golden. All right. You're right. You're, our phones now are just like an extension of our brains. It's part of us. I kind of feel like the next thing for phones is, I feel like it's going to be kind of like an episode of Black Mirror, but to be honest, I feel like we're going to be able to start getting them implanted into our hand. No. That'd be wild. That would be a trip. I wouldn't do it. But the more I look around, the more I look around, the world is looking like Black Mirror. I'm like, holy shit. I know. Every day. Every day. No, I used to say sometimes that my life is kind of like being on punked constantly, but now I I (laughs) see that in like a negative way. But now I am wishing for the punk. We're in Black yeah, Mirror, and I wish it. I'm waiting for Ashton to come back and be like, "All right, girl, you recasted." Like that's what I'm waiting on because this is not it. I'm so happy you said that because I'm actually waiting for that moment. Like people are afraid. I you, we should be excited. We should right? be goddamn excited. Oh man, it's crazy. Okay, but you made some really good points that I want to touch on. The I think it's great that you've developed a thick skin because that is so important, not even for music, just for anything because young when we're younger, it's a little bit harder to see, but it really doesn't matter what anyone else is doing. Comparison is like the killer of all. I don't really know what the main saying is for that one, but comparison is terrible. It doesn't matter what anybody else thinks. And like, as long as you're grinding and doing your thing and making your own self happy, that's really all that matters. But I think that with the internet being such an integral part of all of our lives now, especially more so with the youth now coming up with that, 
I think mm-hmm. that it's really, really important to stress that it does not matter <laughs> what anyone yeah. thinks. It doesn't matter what anybody yeah. else is doing because that's all they're seeing constantly. So being able to develop Absolutely. that thick skin is going to help whether you're trying to be a musician, whether you're trying to start a business, whether you're just trying to live your life. Like People have an opinion about everything. So a thick skin is really the key. No, exactly. Definitely. You know, and, you know, I'll say like, that's something that my parents did that they raised me with that. Cause that's the, this world's not, you know, the world is not a fair place. The world is not an easy place. Um, and you've got to be ready, you know, and it, we've mm-hmm. seen in 2020, you know, you got to keep your head strong and you got to remain positive, but it, it's not always easy for sure. It is not always easy. That well said you did go to business school do you think that that has helped you at all you know you can get anything out of anything if you choose to there's definitely some classes and stuff and some money I, people do not need to be spending i did not need to take and there's some classes yeah. that i did take and there's some lessons that um i took out of it and i see in the real world and i'm like damn i'm glad i know that and i say that is the biggest part that I took from it. And honestly, just the people said, you know, obviously we're taking this path and it's not a typical one. So you kind of know, you know, kind of relate to what I'm talking about, but a lot of it is very cookie cutter. Some of the most valuable things that I got from school, yes, the classes were great and fun and awesome. And that's cool. I can read as many articles from published, whatever Harvard scholars as I can. Everyone can do that though. But I think that Mm -hmm. the people, like you were saying in the conversations and the way that those people are able to kind of give you a new perspective on some situations is more valuable than some of the actual physical material. But a little business savvy background, I'm sure didn't hurt. Oh, yeah, no, for for sure. I was just going to expand on the idea a little bit. The funny thing is you mentioned Harvard and like it's the same way we're talking about gatekeepers in the music industry. There's gatekeepers in all, you know, institutions. Oh, of course. And I think right now is a really cool time. What's good and bad about technology is these kids are getting introduced to other ideas sooner as well. And so while there's this bad effect, there is also this good effect. And I think that people are starting to kind of awaken to a lot of these things that we create, we created. <laughs> like that aren't really real necessarily. I honestly don't see why starting a podcast or being a rapper is considered non-traditional. Bro, everyone listens to music. Everyone consumes media. How is that any less traditional than working for Morgan Stanley? Like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I get everyone that's a bank account, but everyone also has the Apple library on their phone. Like, um Exactly. Exactly. There is no difference, like really it's it's just like it's these things that when they are kind of shoved down your throat or do this or be like this kind of like at least there are people who might think like i do this also has nothing really to do with music but this just kind of popped into my head i really wanted to go to an ivy when i was in high school i was really set and i i I applied to a couple of them and this just came up on my facebook memories actually yesterday and it was my mom's facebook post and it says <clears throat> five years ago on this day so proud of my amazing daughter Raina. two ivy league interviews dot 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 harvard and princeton big decisions ahead little did she know i was about to uh end up at arizona but it's okay yeah, that's right. the harvard of the west so we're good we're good yeah there you go exactly anyways i want to talk about your new project because yeah. it was really sick It's called Anonymous. For those of you who are not acquainted with it yet, you definitely should become acquainted. 
It's Andrew's latest EP. The tracks are really awesome. Production was really good. Branding, imagery, everything was really spot on. I think that you did a really good job of giving the project a really good feeling all the way through and everything was super congruent and it really told a story. Oh, yeah. Do you want to take us through the process? Everything from the ideation to your initial launch date. Yeah, so the original inspo from the ideation, honestly, is B for Vendetta. I don't know if you've have you seen the film. I have um, not. Yeah, well, uh, so V for Vendetta is a pretty, um, it's one of my favorite movies of all time. And so actually that's where the cover art is inspired from pretty much. I had an original artist in Seattle, Hoa. She's she's awesome. She's done a lot of the murals out here. So we created that this year, uh, I think opened a lot of people's eyes and sort of mine to all the problems and all the issues that uh, are built in this structure that we're operating in as humans. You know, that was a big inspiration for it. At the end of fall in 2019, you know, I lost my cousin, you know, that faith, that's the uh, first video we shot off the project. So that was like a, a big inspiration too. I guess, and where a lot of the emotion came from that you hear mm-hmm. songs as well. And, and I don't know, being like pretty aware of it, it, it it gets to you too and so i was finding a way where i want the focus you know never it's not even me like it's always i like music my passion is music i like making music because that is what helped me that's what i listen to that's what i go through so i want to do that for other people and the ideas i want people to focus on and i'm going to do this and i'm just going to keep growing the platform and growing the ideas and, and try to spread them I think it was really cool, too, because I think that you definitely could kind of sense all the emotion and everything that went into it. And I think that it was super relatable, especially just with everything that's going on. People definitely need things that they can connect to to kind of escape. And I think that you did a really good job of being able to kind of be that escape for some people. So kudos to you on that because everything came together very nicely. How long did it take for you to get that whole project under wraps like from writing everything studios yeah so i'll say like one thing being independent like it takes money yeah <laughs> so that is the honestly the biggest hindrance in the timeline the creative and stuff just keeps flowing mm-hmm. so that is, you'll go through little slumps for sure actually i will say like after my cousin and stuff and really it was hard to write and yeah get going again but you know such as life peaks and troughs and dealt with a lot of different trauma in my life like you said so it's like you just got to keep pushing it kind of came in a burst later and i like wasn't writing for a while and then you know it just flows out it's kind of important i'm glad that you were mentioning like writer's block and having those traumas because i think that part of like being able to move forward and i think that maybe part of making being a creative more socially normal is like acknowledging that not everybody is perfect and like it is normal to have those hard times and to not have inspiration all the time because somebody could look at your EP and say, okay, wow, he just dropped that one and then he dropped the electric one. Like, wow, Andrew must not have anything going wrong. Like that is hard to come up with that much that much content, that much quality stuff to release two EPs so close back to back. Mm -hmm. Wow, but 
I even like right now, I haven't been recording because my whole family got COVID except for me. So I've been nursing yeah. it for the past like two and a half yeah, weeks. Exactly, like life. Right. And even just like writing out an outline for this episode and like getting on and recording, I was like, damn, I don't know if I have a drop of creative energy left in me right now. And so I think that it is really important that people understand that oh, <laughs> it's yeah. just important to keep in mind that like everything oh, that yeah. you're seeing is polished and worked and yeah, those are like everything that people put out that are creatives. That's like a piece of you. That's like your baby in a sense. But I think that it's important to note that not every single thing is perfect yeah, and squeaky exactly. and easy. It's not exactly. easy ever. Yeah, that's a hundred percent. I think that's a like it's a super important point to bring up. It's a super important point for people to hear. And like um that's exactly right. And I'm one where I'm not gonna judge you. Like you're you, whatever you do is like is what you do and it's it depends on where it's coming from if you're doing this like in a good place like i don't know you you do you like and if you're doing it and it's helping you and it's coming from a good place and it's not unhealthy then good for you if you're if right. it's treating you this and it's affecting your mental health and you're just trying to keep up with these standards then that's bullshit if you're having right, fun right. on your stuff and you, and you like to do that and that wants to make you happy go ahead and do that and i and i think it's just finding that balance and it's just so in your face now um but yeah definitely like take time off like figure out your your real stuff that you got going on and i feel like now too since there is just so much content and every every single social platform is so oversaturated with everything that you could possibly want i think it is getting easier and easier to spot the frauds and there is nothing that i enjoy more than exposing the frauds so <laughs> as long as long as you are true to yourself i think that after time, like we said, nothing really? comes easily, but after time, like people will see it, especially if you're persistent and consistent, people will see it for sure. Yeah, but if you're sure. phony, I will fucking catch you. Yeah, exactly. Especially that's the, that's the same shit. It's like, that's what goes with it too. Everyone has cameras. It's like, what are you trying to do? <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, I could rant all day, but um, like I mentioned, you did also drop your electric anonymous which was super cool and you mentioned it to me briefly but how did you decide to turn the ep into that electric oh that's been out in seattle uh like partially um so one it's just influence uh, like you know people it's it's part of the scene out here especially and then two we've uh you know tried to throw shows anthony has tried to throw shows with certain artists in the city says we can't book them because it promotes violence or what? So whatever oh yeah Wait, for what? sure oh yeah oh yeah oh yeah and then you know Wait, like venues thing. venues said yeah. that oh the, yeah the city itself the city of seattle the venue um but Whoa. then you know, a different shit. yeah a different a different agency or whatever we'll book it uh, there was things like weird things like that early but uh that's one thing we're hoping to change as well is just um more support supporting that and hopefully with the eye-opening things that occurred and stuff people see that yeah. uh you have to let people be people and, and <laughs> there's there's cultural blend and everyone can be happy and <laughs> listen to all everything you know but yeah, for me it's also I, I i i do enjoy it like uh, i've learned to to like it's not like I enjoy the rhythms, and so I work. I all the people that DJs I worked with were local. Um, yeah. 
you, you know, Yoko's from Tacoma, Young Love, uh, like Bellevue, Seattle area. Um, Dare. Yeah, Dare, Seattle, Tacoma area. So, Damn, um, that makes me feel like I've been gone for a long ass time because I don't remember it being like that. I remember, I don't know, I feel like when I left, it was still very, everyone kind of knew a SoundCloud rapper. I feel like not people that were serious about rap, but I feel like everyone was on SoundCloud making raps. Like, you yeah. know what I mean? I thought that that's yeah, kind of the vibe when I left. Yeah, when you left, that was, like, kind of when we were really doing, like, the little shows. And that was, like, like at the beginning of that phase, when, you know, when people were a little excited. But uh, but that was a lot. You know, we have to do that. We were organized. That was a community. That's a community. And especially in Capitol, they stay out there. You know, I have people mm-hmm. with studios out there, and they're, they're working their ass off, just making it happen. But, yeah, for sure. Damn. I do have some more questions for you. These are general kind of questions that um, may be helpful to other people looking to get started or just anybody that's curious about it. Um, when you're writing, do you usually write to beats? Like, do you have beats that you put lyrics to or do you kind of have ideas in your head of the lyrics that you're wanting or like the story that you want to tell that you look for a beat to match? Mm-hmm. So I, it's tough. So I wish I could, like, I'll say... I'll let you know what I do, but I've always advocate work through try all different types of things. Find what you like. Me, uh, I do like finding. Typically, I do like having the beat first, um, and I can like sit to that. Uh, usually, I'll like have the beat, find like something I like, even if it's a little mem- melody, like mumbling, think something like that. Um, and then other times, my friend, my homie will say something, and I'll be like, "What? Will I say that again?" <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, but you just, I say the biggest thing is just look for inspiration all around you, you know, and mm-hmm. when it hits, when it hits, write, write that shit down. Um, it's, That's it's funny that you mentioned that. I have been having like these weird epiphanies at the strangest moments. Like I went to Arizona a while ago and when I was on my plane, it was just dark and I was just sitting there with my thoughts and I just things just kept coming to me. And the girl that was sitting next to me probably thought I was neurotic because I would just be chilling, chilling, chilling. The plane's dark. And then all of a sudden my bright ass iPhone screen would just pop out and I'd be typing away. I know she thought I was crazy. (laughs) I know. But the ideas are there. The ideas are there. I noticed for myself, I've been having a lot more creativity being out of school, which I mean, I guess is to be expected, but I have been shocked by how many more ideas I've had and how much more outside of the box I've been able to be. Yeah, they're trying to box in ideas in front of me. I know. What they're trying to do to you. Can't let that happen. Facts. And I've noticed oh never mind, never mind, never mind. I have beef with Google because Google is stealing all of me and my friends' business ideas, but that's beside the <laughs> point. Never mind. Never mind. Another question for you. You obviously rap about things that you know, things that happen in your life, things that you find inspiration from. What do you think about people who rap about things or sing about things or speak about things that they don't really know about? Like, what do you think about somebody saying, I have a Glock in my Rari if you don't have a Glock or a Rari? Yeah. Is it is it storytelling? Is it is it fair game because you're creating art? Or like, is it phony? Yeah. Do you think there's like specific things that are chill? What's the chill? Yeah, no. So it's like, I don't know. So you look at like little Tekka. And it's like, he's like, yeah, I like the music. You know who Will Tech is? I do not. He's like, uh, he, you know the song. I like black. I like white. What you want? I'm a, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So that kid, like, you know what he's saying? He's like, I, he's trying to, he's basically saying he's selling black, white. You know what I'm saying? I'm the Phantom. And he's like, he went on Rap Genius. He's like, I never own a Phantom. 
He's like, oh, I ain't <laughs> right, 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 right. Like, right, right. So it's like, I think it's for me, it's like how you come at it. Cause like, you know, I like, I do a little bit of the Drake shit. I sprinkle a little of the graduation, a little of the shit that's coming. Uh-huh. But, you know, a lot of the shit uh, I do try to pick out. It's like I'll spice up. I'll spice up some shit, but you got to balance it with, you know, have some tracks where people can get to know, you know, who is, who is truly, right. who is, that's, that's at least how I personally try to approach it, but I'm not going to tell a man how to necessarily do it. I I, yeah. I got to meet you. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that's fair, that's yeah. fair, that's fair. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah, that was a question from one of my friends. I was like, oh, you might mm-hmm. be on something there. Yeah, I think it, there definitely is a line that could be crossed, though. Like if, like I said, if you're a fraud, you will be exposed 100%. Yeah, I mean, like, There's I mean, no question you, about like, it. Someone like 6'9 is like... Yeah, like Six that's like the, if you want to if you want to look at the, full, at the extreme end of the spectrum though yeah he's but it's a just different like, spectrum he's on something else yeah exactly so but i'm saying the the way to find it is like you take those two extremes right uh mm-hmm. society has allowed you know both extremes to be successful so it's like you, you it's all people do is it's just whatever you tolerate our, it's like politics, left, right, list that, everything. Uh-huh. That's, what, that's what they try to make it, and there's so much gray. And it's just how much how much are you willing to work with? So for anyone that's listening um, to this for reference, we will just have a happy medium and say you have to pick either the Glock or the Ferrari. You can't have both. If you don't have <laughs> there we go. TLG okay, on. perfect, perfect. Yeah. I'm gonna title this episode Glock or Rari. I'm just gonna be like, what the fuck are we talking about, bro? That's a good title. Okay, important question before we forget. This may be the most important thing that we'll cover in the entire podcast, so strap in because this one's a heavyweight. Do you think that rhyming <laughs> Do you think that rhyming mansion with Wisconsin is a good rap or a bad rap? Oh shit. I think there's a time and place, and T Pain knew what the fuck he was going. He knew, he knew. I mean, did he? Because like, whether regardless of what you argue, it's a hit. <laughs> true, 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 so, true. If I was him, and anyone ever tried to say anything to me, I'd be like, check the scoreboard. Turn it on right now. You'll you'll start dancing. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that was your hard hitter. You made it. When was the first time that you were ever in an actual physical recording studio? Oh, oh, the first time. I thought you said, I was going to say, I was just there yesterday. Keyshawn brought me, you know, with T and... Aww. Did you feel like that was a milestone for you or were you kind of like, eh, whatever about it? What? Oh my God. Nigga, I was like, I'm big, Jay. I thought, this is it. <laughs> I'm all, I'm You're like, get me on the chart. That was definitely huge. Um, it was just cool. It was just cool. Honestly, though, the first time that I was ever in a studio, I nearly peed myself. I was like, my dreams are all coming true. Like, this is it. No matter what goes down, like, this is it. I have made it. And I could die right now and it'd be chill. Like, I'm uh, not being dead and golden. Next time you're in Washington, just hit me. I can low key sing a little bit. I'll I'll sing a bridge on one of your songs. Yeah, we'll get you on the hooks, on the background layers. Yup. (laughs) Yup. I'm going to remember that. I'm going to roll up to the studio and you're going to be like, what are you doing here? <laughs> I'm going to say the timestamp, 26 I recorded it. I recorded okay. it. <laughs> this is my favorite question. I know that I said your hard hitter was going to be that uh, Wisconsin. However, 
This is a staple in my episodes, so it would not be an episode without this question. Being in a creative space, we are put into some interesting, peculiar, different situations that we might not have if we weren't trying to pursue creative lives. So, do you have any good, embarrassing stories or moments from your career so far that you want to share with us? Oh, shit. Um, no stories I, too embarrassing. There's a dumb amount. Um, you got you to put yourself up there. Uh, I'll say I fucking I tripped on the mic. I tripped on the oh. mic. So that's always that's always sucks. Uh, or like pulling out the cord. You're up there and like that is the worst when the equipment shit happens. <laughs> it's so <laughs> it's already, awkward. It's so yeah, awkward. you're already like you're like like early. You're like the fucking fourth headliner. <laughs> People are just trying to see the dude anyway. Like you got to try to keep the energy up, and then you're like. To finally starting to get them the speaker blows or something yeah uh, that's it <laughs> yeah. always sucks um yeah i was pretty faded on stage at my birthday show i like i was like <laughs> that was probably the most uh uh yeah turned up i've been performing honestly though sometimes i feel like you just gotta have the moments sometimes i yeah. feel like yeah, not all of them can be like that, but sometimes I feel yeah. like you need to indulge yourself a little bit. You're allowed to yeah, have if you're looking, if you're looking for the moment, you're gonna have some, you know, some bad ones, but you gotta just dust them off. They're gonna be embarrassing. Honestly, it could have been more intense though. Like you could have fallen off the stage. I always think of that video of Travis Scott like taking a step and he just like eats shit into the pit. Like he just is gone. Dude, because of all those videos, that is, I'm so conscious of that I'm like. Are you really? <laughs> yeah. Oh hell yeah! I do not want that shit to happen. Bro, falling is so embarrassing, and it's so human. So I don't know why it's so embarrassing, but oh my god. Yeah, like try to play it off. it off. I was scared they wouldn't catch me when I staged those. That shit would have been bad. You stage dived at the, at the birthday show. Oh, that was, Andrew, that was risky. That was risky. No. You've seen, yeah, you've seen videos where they just don't catch me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What made you decide that that was a like good idea? I, obviously, it worked out okay, but like, did you have any moments of doubt before you just went for it? Oh, no doubt. The reason I went for it is because I had no doubt. You <laughs> said I'm apply today. <laughs> no, I had no doubt. I was just reading the energy. I said, okay, fine. It's time. They're gonna catch me. Good for you that they caught you, but that would have been a funny, embarrassing moment. Oh, yeah. Would have been a good story. Is there any final thoughts that you have or anything that we didn't cover um, that you think would maybe be good advice for anyone who's either trying to get started in the rap game or just making music? Uh, Trust yourself. You know, a lot of people are going to be telling you a lot of different things. Oh, bro, do this. You can't do this unless you yada, yada. Trust yourself. Trust uh, what you like and, and, and do what you like uh obviously keep your eyes open trust yourself and just keep pushing last but not least in case you guys have not heard andrew's music do you want to tell them where they can find you um all platforms so whatever you use um spotify apple whatever just type in truly anonymous or anonymous or just truly i should pop up now um right behind lionel richie yeah. <laughs> I'm just yeah, some song called Yours Truly or something. But yeah, behind just look up truly on any platform and anonymous, that's my most recent EP. More coming soon. 
truly adub on insta also make sure that you're following clock in vibe out on instagram stay up to date on all of the latest episodes keep an eye out for andrew's new projects as well that's all that i have for you guys today thanks so much for tuning in to this episode of clock in vibe out i'll be back next week with a new episode Damn. Six, four, six, four. 